and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Greg Kim, a news reporter for KYUK. Welcome, Greg. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. If I can ask, what is your ethnicity? I am Korean. South Korean. Okay. And if you can, please describe your family and the place you grew up or their history. Um, yeah, so we, my family is mostly from this whole area of South Korea, and that's where I was born, too. And uh, we moved to the United States uh, in the Seattle area when I was four. What is your dish that you'll be talking about today? Um, today I'll be talking about kimchi jjigae. And kimchi is a fermented Korean side dish of um, usually made with like cabbages. And uh, you add this like red chili powder and uh, you kind of let it sit for weeks until it ferments. And then jjigae is, means stew basically. And so if you have kimchi that's been sitting too long, it'll get too fermented and it'll taste kind of sour. And that's when it's perfect to make kimchi jjigae. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll kind of fry up the kimchi and add a few other ingredients. But it's just an easy, you know, kind of wintery, soupy dish that you can make with, like, uh, stuff you got. That sounds like a nice savory, spicy, yeah. maybe spicy kind yeah. of dish. Yeah. yeah. You can make it as spicy as you want. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you described it good. Okay. And who taught you how to make the dish, or where did the inspiration come from for you to start making it? Yeah, uh, well, it would make sense for my mom to have taught me to make it, but actually I looked it up online. Um, my, I, I, I didn't cook very much when I was younger, and uh, when I started cooking in college, I went back home and I was like, Mom, like, why don't you teach me all these like Korean dishes? And she was like, nah, you know, like you're just going to make the kitchen dirty. And, like, to some extent, she was, uh, you know, telling the truth. But, like, also, I think there was some aspect of, like, um, gender roles in Korean culture. She's like, no, you're, like, my son. Like, I'm your mom. Like, I make you the food. Like, you, you know, you're not going to be cook. I don't know. Um, so I think she kind of uh, avoided maybe teaching me cooking. Uh, uh, just out of that, that's that's kind of how... She grew up like, you know, the women were in the kitchen, I think. Uh, it, that, that stuff is kind of changing nowadays and in, in, even in Korean culture, too. But anyway, uh, I looked it up online and uh, it was a pretty easy recipe. If you happen to know, does that stem from like parents taking care of children until the roles reverse? Or is it just from traditional women in household men provide? Um... I think it's probably more the latter. Like, in my parents' generation of Koreans, I've seen pretty few men who cook. Um, and I think that's just something that, you know, she probably internalized to an extent. Growing up, who prepared the food in your family? I'm going to assume it's your mom, but there might have been siblings or something. Yeah, uh, it was my mom. Um there is a specific role, I think, for men in, like, you know, my parents' generation of Korean culture where the men, like, grill the meat, <laughs> you know? Like, whenever we if we go out to Korean barbecue or if we're having a barbecue at home, 
my dad like rolls up his sleeves and uh, like grills the meat that my mom marinated, right? <laughs> I'm, I made this. Like, yeah, you made that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part, my mom. I do love that. I feel like even though there are these roles, it's still a nice way of like equality. Everybody gets a hand in the food preparation. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and do you have any siblings that might have helped or? Um, I have a little brother uh, helping helping in cooking. Um, yeah, there there's there's a little bit of a role for like uh, there are some foods where you know the whole family kind of gets involved, like um, like making uh, mandu, which is like Korean um, version of dumplings, and that's when you know you get more of the family involved because uh, you're probably making a bunch of them. You're making them for like a, a family get together or something like that. So you know maybe. Uh, your mom, your grandma make the filling, but then they invite over the kids and the kids help like roll it into the dumplings. And, and that's, uh, there are occasions when the whole family gets involved, I think. And because you brought it up, do you have any specific memories or anything that just really calls out to you when you think of like family gathering or family cooking or celebration? Um, yeah, I, whenever I go back to Korea, we usually go around like an event that calls in, you know, our extended family for, you know, maybe it's grandma's birthday or maybe it's, um, you know, Lunar New Year or something like that. And, and generally, uh, those, those, in those occasions, you know, my grandma's preparing all this food. And, you know, like I said, uh, that's when, um, uh, I, I can see like more people being involved in the kitchen, like, uh, my mom having a specific role, being like the understudy to my grandma and stuff like that, and me uh, also kind of chipping in a little bit <laughs> of like rolling some of the dumplings and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, those are the those are the memories I have of um, you know going back home and being surrounded by uh, the whole family. Um, and uh, Korean Korean events parties are you know centered around food. Uh, when I when I'd go out to parties. Uh, like in college or something, my mom would be like, there's no food? Like, how is that even a party, right? Those events like Lunar New Year or something like that, um, they'd bring together the whole family, extended family, which I don't get to see very often because I'm in the United States and most of my extended family is in Korea, and they'd bring them together around food-related events. Who prepares the food in your current household? Uh, me... <laughs> my current household uh well yeah when <laughs> when i was living with my um well now it's now it's now it's <laughs> this, is, this is awkward um yeah given that i'm living alone i uh i'm the one preparing the food <laughs> no shame no shame here <laughs> um and what foods did you eat growing up uh, growing up, hmm, I mean, a lot of Korean food in the house, um, but also a lot of, like, I feel like, like, Korean-American food, which I kind of, uh, describe as, like, <laughs> my, the meal that I remember the most as a kid growing up was, like, rice, a fried egg, spam, 
some uh, sea, you know, the seaweed that comes in like the plastic packages. Like that was like my standard meal. And that's what I would consider like Korean American food. Or like I would eat like rice with like uh, those dino nuggets you get at Costco. And like most people probably didn't eat rice with chicken nuggets, but like that's what I would, this is not what other people would consider Korean American food, but that's what I consider Korean American food. And what you consider is all that matters at this point in time. How do those foods compare to what you eat slash make now that you're an adult? Uh, You know, I think like when I started cooking for myself in college, I think I did the same thing that a lot of people do. It's like spaghetti, <laughs> you know, um, Trader. Uh, well, this is when I was in the lower 48, like frozen food at Trader Joe's. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of progress. And then I started, like, becoming more interested in cooking, like, foods from that my mom was able to cook. And I'd go back home and I'd watch her cook something and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, you are an amazing cook and that I never really realized when I was younger. Like, and I'm, like, asking her how to do these things. And she would explain sometimes and be like, it's like this four-hour process. You got to start with, like, making the anchovy broth. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what's, like, the what's like the quick version of that? Um, so right now I'm all about, like, how do you make, like, really good recipes, but, like, the express version of that. <laughs> and now that I'm in Bethel, you know, obviously I'm uh, uh, looking up recipes more based around salmon, moose, the foods that are, you know, based from this place. And that's a, another level or another phase in my cooking that I um, started to take on when I moved to Bethel. Wow, Greg, you're stealing my job. That was going to be my next question, but you're taking it from me. <laughs> <laughs> if you could recommend another dish, either from your culture or your personal collection of recipes, what would it be? I don't have a specific dish, but I, I do want to say that, like, Right now, I feel like Korean Korean food is kind of entering the mainstream a little bit more with, like, Korean barbecue. And I like that. I like that uh, Korean cuisine is, like, uh, being exposed to more people. Maybe people are becoming more aware and familiar with Korean culture as well. Uh, but, but I want to say that Korean barbecue is not what my grandpa was eating, right? Like, they didn't eat beef almost ever like you know if you go back to my grandparents generation like nobody ate beef because it was so expensive like my dad was telling me even like beef was like a very special treat right like maybe a few times a year um so korean barbecue is not what my grandparents are eating what i what i what i seek out are like um the foods that my 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 grandparents crave is like these like soup or like stew dishes, right? Um, and like Korean food is so diverse and there's such a breadth of it that I, I do recommend that people, you know, if they're like, oh, I like Korean barbecue, like uh, go to Korean restaurants that have other things on the menu because you'll see like, you know, because Korean was kind of an impoverished country for so long and in the recent past, like a lot of Korean foods kind of more based around uh, cheaper meats, if meats are involved, like uh, pork or um, uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I would just recommend to like 
go beyond Korean barbecue to 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 taste like the the full breadth of Korean cuisine. I do want to cut in quickly here because I also didn't eat much Korean food growing up, but now there's surprisingly like a lot of Korean restaurants forming, which I'm appreciative of. But soon Dubu, that gets me so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I really love tofu too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, Koreans, especially older Koreans, love it piping hot. Like uh, that's another thing about Korean food is like Korean people love their temperatures at extremes. Like, if you got a hot dish, you'll get it in, like, this, like, like stone pot, right? That's just, like, freaking out, out of a kiln, basically, right? <laughs> um, but that, that yeah, uh, sunduvu is one of those dishes that serve like that, uh, which I think adds to the appeal. I thought it was great because they were, like, they gave me a raw egg, and I was like, what do I do with it? And they were like, yeah, just crack it in the dish. And I was like, but it won't cook. They were like, it'll cook. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. How do you think cooking has affected your relationship with those around you? Maybe your mom, maybe your cousins, maybe your loved ones or friends. Um, it, uh, cooking has provided, um, one avenue to like check in on family members, be like, Oh, what did you know? What did you make, or how do you make this, and things like that. Um, I'm able to ask my mom that, and she's like coming around to. It. I know I mentioned earlier that like my mom was like, ah, I don't want to bother teaching you, but like now she's like, Oh, he like you know really likes cooking, um, uh, and she has, uh, and and that's one of the things I'll ask her and talk to her about when I'm home, and it provides this you know avenue of connection with my mom and with my brother. I check in and be like, Oh, what have you been making lately? Um, and in Bethel, I feel like, uh, I mean, kind of pre-pandemic, like I felt like there was a really big culture around like inviting people in for, for meals that, um, wasn't quite to the same extent as when I lived in the lower 48 of like inviting someone over for a meal. And I just love that connection and intimacy as a hangout avenue rather than like, you know, going out for drinks, right? Like inviting someone in, making them food. That's just so much closer so yeah that's that's kind of how it's impacted me socially and how do you think food and community intermingle could could you kind of elaborate on that question yeah so for instance you talked about it a little bit but i know here there's a big like every time there's event there's always food if it's a funeral there's food if it's a wedding there's food if there's a celebration for any kind of award there's food if that's not helpful, I can elaborate more. <laughs> well, one thing I really like about food and the community in our region is that people are oftentimes eating the same or, you know, similar foods at the same times of the year. You know, uh, there's there are foods for kind of each season, right? Like, you know, in the summer, people are eating salmon. I mean, people store it and eat it throughout the year, but like, Um, people are eating kind of the same foods at the same time. And I like that. uh, I like being able to ask other people like, oh, how do you dry salmon? Like, you know, how are you storing? And people will share new things I didn't know you could do with salmon, like storing it in like rock salt and like um, eating it without cooking it after, after storing it in rock salt for a few weeks. Like I just learned that. And like being able to share how to eat these like, um, foods that we've uh, gathered from 
uh, from the land that we live on, I feel like that's um, another source of like intimacy with your community to be able to share, you know, how to's like that. And that's it. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a wonderful conversation. I feel like I say this every interview, but I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Tamron. This has been really fun. This has been a bite out of Bethel. Thanks for listening. Let's eat.